Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Let's go. It's Sweet 16 time. It's Sweet 16, and they're very sweet for you because Texas is, is there. They're doing the thing. Yeah, it's the first time since, what, 2009? I saw this photo of Rick Barnes coaching up Kevin Durant, and you know who's right behind him? Who? Rod fucking T. Lifetime Longhorn. Love to see him actually take this team to the Sweet 16. Very, very happy for the guy. What a year for the Longhorns. Yeah, and uh, who they have? Xavier, right? That's going to be a spicy matchup. I'm a little nervous. I think once we get past him, we can beat anybody in the tournament, though. I'm just looking at the path. I'm I'm a hundred percent confident Houston does not make it to the final four. <laughs> that, that would be very bad for my bracket, but uh I mean, yeah, uh, you know, depending on if uh what's his name? Cesar is healthy or Sasser. Uh um, Sasser, yeah. Yeah, Sasser. Uh it could be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um a lot of brackets were busted. Uh thankfully not mine. Um Oh, sorry. You hear my daughter in the background. <laughs> she thinks your bracket sucks. <laughs> yeah. She's purposely coughing in the background when I try to talk about my bracket. <laughs> it's actually in second place, baby girl. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to mine because, like, I have three or four that are, like, I'm in, like, the 98 percentile, whatever ESPN says. But for some reason in years, I guess I never edited and changed any of it. So, like, mine is looking like shit. Mm, mm, yeah 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 that must be it <laughs> i mean all my other ones are looking pretty strong I, the ones uh the goof and gamble one i set up was probably my best one so far nice yeah uh yeah we'll see um you know it, it was hard for me to really feel too great about it because i did lose you know um purdue who i i knew i shouldn't have had and Arizona, who I was like, eh, this seems pretty good. Arizona, I was pretty confident on. Purdue, I was not. And I was like, oh, man, I just can't see how would they, they wouldn't be, you know, fairly Dickinson and then, you know, Memphis or FAU. Uh, so a little upset about that. But in, at least on the bright side, we got some fun uh, Sweet 16 matchups here. We do have some of the best, I think. I mean, this whole tournament's been great. I mean, I really love that, like, your eight and nine seed team could be equivalent to a one seed at this point. Like Arkansas is no joke. I think I've yep. pretty much loved them since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Them beating Kansas wasn't a huge surprise, right? I think we were both on that. I mean, that's kind of the big thing I love about this tournament is that yep. there's not a big difference between a one and an eight or a one and a 10 seed. It's these are all good basketball teams. It's all pretty even. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, we still got some really fun matchups here. Gonzaga, UCLA, and Kansas State, Michigan State. I mean, those are, you know, really spicy Sweet 16 matchups. Well, here, uh, let's go then, down the list. And oh, I'm sorry, didn't mean to sure. catch you off there. Oh, I was just going to say, like, and then you have, like, the other ones, like Alabama versus San Diego State. I mean, you assume Alabama, but anything's possible. Houston, Miami, anything's possible. Uh, Xavier in Texas is going to be, like, the first one to 80 points wins. Uh, and then Princeton and Creighton is a weird one. Uh, I actually love that one so much. Yeah, I think it'll be a very, very good game. Um, we'll see if a 15 seed Princeton can uh, make the Elite Eight. That'd be pretty cool. 
Here, let's go down the list. So I think our first game of the Sweet 16 is Michigan State, Kansas State. What a year for Tom Izzo. You know, it is still the yep. month of Izzo. He's still just, you know, uh, the big games, he, he comes through. He's a fantastic coach. He's one of the few blue blood programs that I have no ill ill will towards. You know, like I root definitely against Kansas, against UNC, against Louisville, against, you know, some of those teams, against Duke. But weirdly, I don't ever hate Michigan State. I'm just I don't either. Them to be, I just expect them to be there, and they never have like the, that kind of player that gets under your skin. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, it's always a team that's kind of like the little brother that's not annoying, right? Like, clearly, Michigan is big brother in that situation, right? Yeah, um, like obviously that you still watched that Kentucky Kansas State game, and Kansas State had some sort of big guy number three. I think his last name started with a G, like Groom or something. And every single time he may he got a foul call, he would make the bitter beer face and then have a huge reaction. And I was like, oh, great. I found my Tyler Hansborough. I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, they're fucking I'm not. I mean, I'm not a Kansas State guy just because they're Big 12, but I did kind of think that they were probably better than a three seed. It was bound to happen. I mean, I have Kansas State in my final four in a lot of my brackets. Wow. That's... uh. Yeah, because that's definitely one of the tougher regions. But yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team. Those guards are really, really good. Um, yeah, my thought process was that uh, Purdue would get upset by Tennessee, then Tennessee, Kansas State, and I think Rick Barnes would shit shit the bed somewhere. <laughs> Not yet. Here, let's go back to Michigan State, Kansas, and set us the first game on the board. And like we we're saying, we 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 all have a love for Michigan State. I mean, the books respect them as well. They're a one and a half point favorite. Uh. I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm taking the dog because I already have them in my final four. I don't. I think the time for Michigan State's up. They okay. they've hit their ceiling in this tournament. I think. Hmm. Interesting. Um. The only thing I would say, and you know, it, it kind of hurts me to say this for Kentucky, but I feel like. Yes, we had a huge rebounding advantage, right? Because of Oscar and just the fact that they, like they don't have big guys. But I was really uh, disappointed that our guards couldn't shut down their guards. And so I actually have Michigan State in this one only because I'm hoping that Michigan State can play defense on those guards and shut them down. And then, you know, I, I just think those two guards – that Kansas State has, if you shut them down, you win the game. Yeah, that and free throws, but other than that. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy the team that only had, like, what, two three-pointers the entire game, oh for whatever, and still came out of one. There's been three teams like that that happened. Texas was one of them. Damn near gave me a stroke. I know yep. Kansas State was another one, and I'm blanking out. I think Arkansas could not hit a three to save, them, save their lives. Uh, don't get me started. Kansas State like could not hit anything, and then in the last two minutes, hit two threes, and it just, just you know uh, that's a kid that collapsed at uh, Florida, right? Like a couple years ago, same guy. Oh, really? I did not know that. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. there was something weird where he had to like, I guess either had to transfer, or graduate, kind of thing. Yeah. Anyways, he chose Kansas State. Pretty good move for him. Interesting. Well. I mean, not to touch too much on that, but 
there's already wild rumors that maybe Oscar and Jacob Toppin are going to come back for a senior year, which would oh, be wild. Why? Wild. <laughs> because it was already wild that Oscar came back after winning player of the year last year. Uh, but if those two came back, plus our next recruiting class and any of our guards like stay, plus I'm sure we'll get some transfers, like, whew, that could be our buddy Tristan is, is already texting about a perfect season next year. So that's how Kentucky fans are feeling right now. <laughs> I mean, I get why Oscar's not trying to leave. I mean, he's not even on the draft board for like any mocks. I would think he would maybe get at least a second round. I mean, that, you know, obviously it depends on the draft. It depends on, you know, how many people want an actual big man who can come in. Um, sure. But I also think just now in general, the NIL has affected people where like if there was like, you know, before when you weren't making any money in college, at least, you know, legally, uh, you know, if there was a chance you might not get drafted, then you're looking at an overseas contract. Maybe it's like 75 grand, maybe, you know, versus now you're incentivized. where like, I don't know what Oscar makes, but let's just assume it's like $3 million. Well, yeah, actually, it kind of even makes monetary sense to stay in college, <laughs> weirdly. Yeah, so, I think, sadly, I think it's a pay cut to go to the NBA for a lot of these kids. Like, uh, who was that yeah. Matt Garza guy? Matt Garza would have probably crushed if he just, I mean, he stayed four years there, but if he had the NIL time, I mean, yeah. he'd probably been an eight-year senior. He would have probably pulled out all the triggers. Now he's just like a G League guy on the Pistons. Yeah, so, I mean, we really haven't had a, a huge, huge case of this yet. You know, we've seen it on the smaller scale, but, like, you look at this Kentucky team, and, and yeah, we could be we could be looking at that. And then how does that affect recruiting? You know, because, you know, Kentucky, we were, like, the one-and-done, you know, school for so long. And now it's, like, well, we're paying so well, people will have to stay, you know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that affects it. It'll but, be exciting uh, when Texas and uh, Kentucky play each other more regularly. Regularly, uh, Yes, I know. I'm excited. I hope I stay in Austin. We'll see how the next few months go. But uh, if not, I'll have to come back over here for a game. Yeah, we'll, for, we'll figure it out. All right, let's get on to the next one. Uh, Arkansas, Connecticut. Yes, this is a spicy matchup because these are two... Uh, you know, underdog teams that people have really liked uh, so far. UConn has been very hot. Uh, and then Arkansas, you know, has the pedigree. The players are, are super talented. Uh, and they seem like they're finally rolling. So, yeah, just in time. Uh, the Mussolini guy. Everybody on Twitter hated that he took off his shirt. I'm all for it. Get the uh, people going, get the people excited. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially you don't know how many times you're going to have that kind of opportunity and that kind of win uh, and have fun with it. You know, people were upset about the other guy who, who did the dunk attempt. And it's like, no, okay. that guy could go fuck himself. FAU? Can they, there, There's a difference. That guy can absolutely go fuck himself. What is the difference in your opinion, then? Arkansas was predicted to be a Final Four team and Elite Eight team. Okay. Not necessarily pre-bracket, but like mid-season, pre-season. They're already projected to be a great college basketball team. Okay. I mean, I think FAU is the Cinderella story that's somehow ranked. I mean, 
They're a bunch of yeah. cock tasters. Once the once the Cinderella 15 seed that should not have even been there, or 16 seed that should never have been there, concede to the game. Just dribble the ball out. Go celebrate with your boys. There's no reason to do it. 360 windmill dunk. I don't know. I just like it. I think it's more fun. I think it's. I have no problem with that as long as also, there's no like stare down or anything like that. And you know, it's just more about them having fun and expressing themselves. He fucking missed too. What a fucking bum. Now that is, that's the part he should be ashamed about. <laughs> really, they should open up like PTI and be like, can you uh, believe this guy went for it and missed? <laughs> Jesus, that, that was the other thing that pissed me off. I mean, other than like, I'm not a, just dribble the ball out, go celebrate with your guys. That's all, that's all you needed to do. I'm I'm not even like this in any other sport, but when you're up and they, the other team's already lost, like this last time they're ever going to play the game. And you do a 360 windmill dunk on them. Yeah. Kind of a big move. I don't know. Well, I mean, Tennessee minus five and a half. Versus well, here, let's talk about Arkansas, Connecticut. Who oh, are yeah, you leaning with this? I, I forgot we switched over to uh, to that one. Arkansas, UConn. UConn minus three and a half right now, live at the books. Um, I fucking hate of... three and a half spread. Really? I think you could probably get it to like two and get it like minus 140. And then, you know, because the money line is minus 170 right now. Um. Right now, I'm going um, 175 money line. I, that's I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay with taking the juice. I think Arkansas is a better team, better shooting team. Let's say that. Interesting. Uh, so you're taking Arkansas? Or you're taking UConn? I've said the wrong fucking thing. UConn <laughs> is the better shooting team. I'm I'm a little worried about Arkansas defense, but I'm pretty confident UConn can overcome that. I don't okay. like the three and a half point spread. I think this will be probably one of those games that goes into overtime. Interesting. Now, how many, we talked about that before. How many games have gone into overtime so far? Not a fucking one. I thought, I thought so. I was going to look it up last night. And then I was like, but I was on my phone in bed and I was like, I'm not going to look this up. I'm sure I'll hear about it. If there's not, any. yeah, not a single one for the first time <laughs> in March madness history. Pretty incredible stuff. Actually. Like I've <laughs> after, after day one, because I put like five bucks on each one, on, and I called my Louisiana guy where he did it for me, and he bet, poor guy bet every single game, and FanDuel's not the easiest one to go through. Right. And I think it was about $160 for the first 32 games, right? I think that math adds up. Yep. And after day one, I was like, hey, don't worry. Day two's going to be a banger. Easy, easy, easy. We're going to get at least three or four of them. Still none. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So it was $160 <laughs> down the drain. Real quick. All it needed was like, I don't know, two to like, there was some that was like, okay, one would uh, get the whole thing. And I thought for fair dick would do it because they were getting really close. I was like, oh man, if this goes overtime, I'm rich. Like I, I don't, I've won the 160 back and then some just on one mm -hmm. game. But yeah, that was a kick in the ass. Well, uh, you know, next year we'll, we can do uh, the double down theory where it's, you know, you say it's We're due, due for like do eight overtime games next year. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to do that in the Sweet 16, though. No, I'm just sticking with my guns on teams I have in my bracket at this point. Okay. Anything else with the Arkansas-UConn over under 140? Dude, um, 
I'd go under on that. I think the defense, I mean, uh, that scares me. First half under is what I'll be looking at when the time comes. Just because I do think this will be a close game. I don't want to get my under blown out by an overtime. True. I do see that this is a, I don't know, 60-70 type of game. It's 130-something points. Okay. Um, so then next we got the FAU Owls and the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee minus yep. five and a half. Yep, I actually have it already at six and a half over here on my side. Oh, wow. Uh, over under 131. Sounds about right. That sounds like one I would take the over because I do think, uh, yeah, they, they should score more than 65 each. I would assume. I mean, with the spread that I have at six and a half, I would take FAU. I do not like Rick Barnes in tournaments. Not a fan. <laughs> I do think he could win. I just don't think he can cover. Interesting. Okay. Um, might have to look at that for one of my teasers. Um, anything else uh, on Thursday? Oh, we have Gonzaga at UCLA. Yep, I think UCLA beats them by fucking 40. <laughs> really? I've That's never right. hated them. I, I, I've... I don't know where this started or where I just fucking could not stand Gonzaga, but it's been like the last four years with Timmy. I really hope that guy just gets socked in the mouth one day. Like I'm, I mean, get a, uh, get a guy just on the bench and just go like, Hey, take him out. That, that's all I want. I the hate the fact that we have him. a 45 year old man taking advantage of a 19 year old game tournament. How old is he? I don't know. He can go fuck himself. He he's not forty five, but he's like been a he's seven. Twenty two. Yeah, he's too fucking old. This is Stetson Bennett shit. <laughs> he's twenty two. I fucking can't stand him. He looks like eighty. He looks like he's got child support in three different states. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how much uh, basketball analysis that is, but uh, sure. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I have a little bias here. I do think you say will take care of it. I love Tiger. I think he's already got the experience. Uh, if you remember back in the day, 2021, this was a Final Four matchup. Gonzaga did end up beating him by like 20, but that was a way different team. I think you say has more uh, star power, just better team in general. I'm not a Gonzaga guy, but I think this Gonzaga team is on a down year. That TCU game was a lot closer than it should have been, and they just couldn't close them out. Or they barely closed them out, let's say that. I think UCLA will actually beat them by like 10. That minus two is awesome. That's like free fucking money. Okay. Maybe a little uh, UCLA... I'm looking here. Alabama parlay? That one scares me. I don't believe in the Mountain West, but... I don't know. Is Brandon Miller scoring yet? I think he did no. in the second game, but that first game against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, he didn't score a fucking point. The thing that worries me about San Diego State is they've only lost six times all year. So this is a team that, you know, doesn't just give up. No, they don't. The whole way. And, I mean, I have Alabama seven and a half. Um, I don't like touchdown spreads either with the hook. If this was football, I'm taking that. Uh, but other than that. 
Okay. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about San Diego State. I'm just not a fan of the Mountain West. I would probably parlay Alabama with I don't know. Going back up. Probably Yukon. Like put those two together, just high juice teams. Interesting. What about uh well actually we'll do after we'll do my my have my you know uh, patented teaser. Yeah, uh, but I Joey teaser. I already see Princeton plus ten and go, ooh. And I start doing the math. And I'm like, oh man, I can get Princeton plus twenty. Uh that's I mean this Creighton team's uh they're better than what their record say says. I'll say that. Hmm, okay. Uh anything else on Alabama, San Diego State over under one thirty seven. This Alabama. is a game I'm not gonna touch. I mean, I would say away. It's not worth to take the Alabama juice for money line. It's not seven and a half point spread's not great. I mean, they yeah. have blown teams out in this tournament by 20 each. If, and, you feel, you know, if you're a big Roll Tide guy, take fucking Alabama minus seven and a half. They should be able to take care of that. Yep. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Okay. And I already know what you're going to say for the next game, but uh, Miami Hurricanes versus Houston Cougars, I think. Yep. Houston Cougars. Good job. Uh, I will uh, say this has actually been one of the more fun surprises of this tournament. I've seen uh, Miami play several times this year. I didn't think, I just thought the ACC was a really shit conference. Um, no, they've they've played pretty damn well. Uh, that Indiana game, I was like, oh wow. I I picked them first half on purpose because I just assumed they'd fucking blow it in the second. No, they they played pretty strong the entire time. I was actually really impressed with uh, Miami. I know that's not something you want to say to. Florida State people, but still. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I had them in my Sweet 16, but I kind of did that as an emotional hedge. Sure. Uh, and now I need them to lose. Uh, I need them to lose my bracket and also for my own just personal sanity uh, because I don't want Miami Hurricanes to be good at anything pretty much ever. Yeah, That being I said, mean... uh, they are a good team. Houston, really, the last like three weeks has really been all over the place. Uh, looking from like, uh, you know, uh, a number one team in the country to like, uh, hey, how did this team even get in? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so I don't know what Houston team shows up. Hopefully, Sasser is healthy. And for my bracket, at least, they, they show up and, and, and do what they've done, you know, at least the first half of the year. So if you watched every Houston game, every single one, Yes, if you look at the scoreboard now, you're like, okay, they took care of business. But, like, man, Northern Kentucky was in with them the entire time until, like, maybe the last two minutes. Auburn was also with them for, the like, the entire time until the last two to three minutes as well. Now, I'm nervous for Miami. I, I don't think winners win, right? I mean, Miami should hang in there with them. I'm scared about the last two, three minutes because it'll be, like, a 60-61 to 61 type game. Basically until two minutes, and then we get to foul troubles and foul lines and all kinds of shit like that. Then that's where I think Houston could take a seven-point lead. That being said, I don't think Houston's a good team. I think they're the biggest frauds of this tournament, second to Purdue. Uh, I'll take Miami plus six and a half. Thanks. It's uh, minus seven on mine. My end, well, I'll have uh, to call you later to send you money because I like that a lot better. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, well, next up, we got Princeton, Creighton. Creighton, minus 10. Uh, highest, I'm going Creighton. Highest, 
Really? Creighton minus 10. Uh, I'm, I've been a big Creighton fan all year long. I think they've had a rough... They remind me of what Arkansas season was. They have a very identical one. Started off really hot. Damn near died in conference play, but then their conference play is pretty fucking tough, right? Right. And they came back hot again, which Arkansas is hot right now. They're very similar. I think Creighton, going through the injury bug they had in the middle season, getting all their guys back, they should, they should see Alabama in the Elite Eight. Oh, sorry. Cut out on me there. Um, you think Creighton is what? Sorry? I think Creighton's going to the Elite Eight. I'm pretty confident they're winning this. I'm pretty confident they're putting Prince in the bed. Like, there's Cinderella's dead. There's no way Prince hangs within 10 points. Okay, maybe I won't put that on my teaser then. Um, I would tease okay. down Creighton down to, like, what is it? A if you pick him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then over under 140? Ooh. Uh... Dude, every fucking game's gone under except for like the last day of the tournament. I don't know. Hmm, My mind's okay. been broken. It was like 33 <laughs> and 9 going into Sunday, and then all Sunday games went over. So. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, uh, last up, we got uh, Xavier, Texas. All right. Are you, so, are you going to be boots on the ground? No. I, I got too okay. much shit going on here in Austin. I mean,. We got a birthday tonight. Uh, we got Dell match play this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Ooh. Also, I don't know if I could drive 12 hours to just get my heart broken. I mean, I know this Texas team. <laughs> oh, you're going to drive? Yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I mean, this I've done this trip pretty three or four times now in my life where it's not bad. Like, it's a good, it's a good work shift. It's a good... Uh, <laughs> Stay down in the yeah, good work shift of driving there. I mean, it's nothing too crazy, and it is an eight o'clock game, so I left at noon. I, yeah, let's say left at like eight. I probably get there on time. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll we'll think about it Friday. Um, I don't know that the last game with Penn State. I've my Apple Watch told me I was being too loud. I was the decibels in the room were over a hundred. I was motherfucking everybody on that team for like a good five minutes. And then they came back and won, so uh, they stressed me out. I don't know if I can handle another game. My heart will probably give out. Hmm. And the winner of that game plays which team? Houston or Miami. Gotcha. That's right. Which, now let's be realistic here. If Texas does make it to Houston or whatever in the Elite Eight, Mm-hmm. I might be driving up Saturday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see what that is. Because <laughs> I'm pretty confident Houston will go down in this tournament somehow. And then I'll just drive out to Houston April 1st, right? The other Houston, the, the, the NRG Stadium Houston. Yes, that's where the final four. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I would say Texas should win. Uh, Sean Miller, great coach. Uh, pretty explosive offense in Xavier. I think our defense is just probably the best in this tournament right now. Interesting, because this uh, this game has the highest over-under total by far. Correct. I mean, this is the first to 80 style game, and if we score 80 points, I think we won. Because I guarantee you we can hold that team down to 60 to 70 points. That's my 
thought process on it. I'm scared as shit to bet this game. I'm probably not going to. If yeah. anything, I might. I have free play in my account. I might just put it on Xavier to make myself feel warm and fuzzy. If I was just going to say, so you don't... Uh, I've never really heard you too much about doing an emotional hedge. You just like, hey, I, I know my team. My team is garbage bet against my team. But... Uh, you know, plus one sixty money line. There's a, that's a pretty good opportunity for an emotional hedge there, right? And that's kind of. I mean, right now I have multiple tickets on Texas to win the whole thing, like most mm-hmm. fan bases do. Just preseason, I think I have a total invested in. Like, I was sending this to my buddy earlier. I was like, "Holy shit, this could all come real." Uh, where is it at? I think yep. I have like fifty bucks total on it. Like, I have a six dollar ticket from Vegas that says Texas is going to win. I have a $25 one that Texas is going to win at the beginning of the season. That's 25, 40 to one odds at the time. Okay. And then um, I did it also preseason when it's two twenty to one odds for Texas to win. I don't know. I'm, I wish we didn't celebrate the sweet 16 as hard as we did or like getting there. Yeah. I think, I think this is the whole Pat Bev standing on the scoreboard score bench thing. Just, <laughs> waving this jersey around. I think we had the similar reaction, and I don't think that's okay. I was pretty amped up to make it. I mean, I love how the players talk to Coach Rod T and, like, the way they look at him and all that kind of stuff. So you Man, think Rod T is next year? Yeah. You know, the last time we went to the Sweet 16, it was Rick Barnes, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's – I mean – I don't know another coach that I want. I don't like, I don't think Cal Perry is going to get fired. Right? No, I'm just fucking with you. I don't even want Cal Perry, but there's not a coach out there that I really give a shit to have. I'd rather have the guy that already has head coaching experience. Um, he's done it before pre Texas. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I like him. I think he can do well. He's still contained the top two five-star picks. We are five-star recruits. We got for next year. We should be fine. I mean, he's good at getting transfer portal kids as well. He's been our main recruiter this entire time, too. Okay. Um, what about, you have any NIT plays? Yeah, I got a couple NIT plays here. I mean, before they get started, what, 6 o'clock games? We have North Texas at Oklahoma State. I mean, realistically, just take Oklahoma State money line. That's a guaranteed play there. No okay. fucking way North Texas beats Oklahoma State. Uh, this next one at eight o'clock. Uh, Wisconsin, Oregon. I think the wrong team's favorite here, so I'm going Wisconsin plus four and a half, and then I'm doing a little half size unit bet on the actual money line there. I think Wisconsin's a better team. They've, I say better team. This is a fucking nit, but they should beat Oregon. Oregon's not that good this year. Okay. Um, anything else? Cincinnati, Utah Valley. Is it Pickham? I think Talent that's tomorrow. Wise, yes, that's tomorrow. Talent-wise, that seems a little weird, but I don't know. Maybe Utah Valley is much better. Obviously, I don't know much about Utah Valley, but... Here, let me pull up the numbers real quick. But that being said, uh, tomorrow, take Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's one of the tougher teams in this conference or division tournament, whatever the fuck we call it. Yeah, I mean... Whew. So reverse line movement on Cincinnati. I mean, there's a lot of bets going on Utah Valley, and then Cincinnati becomes a favor, uh, like a pick 'em. That's really weird. They opened up yeah. as a dog. Hmm. I guess we'll see. 
Cincinnati would make sense, though. I mean, I know that name. I don't know Utah Valley name. Yeah, I'd take Utah Valley. Fuck it. Okay. I, I have no official play on that, but I have the ones on today. <laughs> I have Oklahoma State and I have Wisconsin. Those should be parlay okay. those two together. You should be fine. Now, we're obviously recording this, uh, was it Tuesday morning? Um, we have the World Baseball Final tonight. That's oh, tonight. yeah, that is tonight. right. We have World Baseball Classic. Let me see what that lineup looks like if they have one out yet. But I know uh, you, Darvish, is starting for Japan, and we have Mitch Keller starting for USA. Uh, any thoughts about the whole tournament itself? I know we haven't really talked too much about it. Um, I mean, the USA has been hot, and Japan just feels more like the team of destiny. I don't know. I think maybe Japan does, but obviously it'd be great if USA did. I don't have an actual line on here yet because <clears throat> my book is terrible. But uh, so Japan is actually a dog in this plus one ten, so it's pretty even. USA is about minus one fifty. I mean, I have a feeling that's the public going with USA and the Sharks going with Japan. Right. So at the very beginning of this World Baseball Classic, I put all my free play on USA and Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic got upset by Puerto Rico, I believe. Ended up, yep. that one died really quickly. USA has kept my dream alive on that, so I'm like free money to win about $200. I'm definitely hedging the shit out of that, just so no matter what, I'm guaranteed money. I really do think Japan does come out and win. I mean, you literally have Yu Darvish, which I think Yu Darvish will get teed off on, but you have Otani as the relief pitcher for the rest yeah. of the game. And they have another really good pitcher too, but he's not. Um, he hasn't signed. Yeah, he pitched last night, and that was fucking nuts. And um, I'm blanking. Roki's his name. Yeah. So Roki's a guy that I was betting on last year in Japan League. Um, he throws like 101, 102, like every fucking pitch. <laughs> and yeah. so there's something weird about him where he can't leave to the MLB or can't declare that he's going to the MLB until 2027. But that might be a Japanese guy that everybody's like, okay, we'll spend three hundred million just to talk to him. Like it, it'll be insane then. Interesting. I wonder what the uh, why so long. I um, wish I had a better answer, but I did read that because I was, was talking. I was like looking up this guy last year and was like up watching it. It's like why is this guy not in the fucking U.S.? I also didn't understand kilometers per hour, so I was like, okay, this guy's like pitching like a thousand miles per hour in my mind. End up math was a little off, but yeah, no, he's <laughs> it, he's a freak. I he should be like the next like big pitcher, big Japanese name. We're like in the free agency market in like what twenty twenty six, three years from now, he'll be twenty seven. Then I think he's twenty three now or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Oh, yep. They. Uh... Oh wait, that's college football. Never mind. I thought the Alabama guy you were talking about was uh, on the basketball team, but no, that's football. Oh, the 140-mile-an-hour guy? Yeah. Yeah, one day at a time, Alabama. You got this. Dude, yeah, I have I have a line here, but I, I've already done my little free play on it to hedge, hedge my other free play. Uh, okay. I'm pretty confident Japan wins tonight. It'll be kind of sad. Probably one of the better teams assembled for USA. I just don't think our pitching's there. We have literally like bottom of the barrel pitching that showed up to this fucking tournament. Yeah. 
As much as um, I can stand you, Darvish, I think Mitch Keller's just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, it's not a great pitching matchup, but that's what happens when you have to play like back to back to back to back, like you have to do for this tournament. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I I wish there was a like an actual thing on this, but because I was trying to see if I can get an actual lineup. Uh, Lars Newbart's also been hitting the shit out of the ball, so like there's three, there's multiple guys on Japan that can hit. Uh, everybody do a little thought and prayer for fucking Mitch Keller because he might get absolutely rocked tonight. Okay. Uh, anything else you're seeing? I would do some Dell match play stuff, but I don't know if your book or my book has it, but I know on FanDuel they have a couple of them. Uh, I'll look that up, and while we look that up, uh, I got a little tasty uh, shot on goal parlay for us. Okay, let's hear it. Matt uh, Kachuk, Florida. Sam Reinhart, Florida Panthers. Our boy Nikita Kucherov. Tampa Bay, and our other boy, Nico Heischer. Heischer. Uh, that's a plus yeah. 700 parlay. Uh, you know, um, the only thing is you do have to have Kachuk and Kucherov to get four shots on goal, and the other two are three. But, uh, you know, worth a little, a friendly little sprinkle. Yeah, no, that's actually not that bad. I, I like Nico. Um, Nico and Tim Muir has actually been pretty fun to watch. Uh, good move by the Devils there. All right, here we go. So, I'm not sure if you're aware of how Dell match play works, but um, essentially you have a round robin of four dudes in each group. There's 16 groups times four. What is that math? I don't know. There's mm-hmm. a couple guys out here. So, first round robin group we have is Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Noran, and Davis Riley. Pretty easy to go here. Scheffler should win that. I think too advanced, and that's kind of how the tournament breaks out. So Scheffler should be out of that one. Uh, take Alex Noren as your kind of like sleeper in that one. We have matchups on my book, and it's uh, Scheffler versus Riley. Scheffler's minus two thirty. But... Yeah, Scheffler's gonna fuck that guy up, dude. Scheffler's okay. probably the hottest golfer on the face of the earth right now. Um, that should be pretty easy. I don't know if you could round robin these or parlay them, uh, but group 16, do you have that one up? Um, Soon Jay, I'm Tommy Fleetwood, Jay Tay Poston, Maverick McNeely. Okay. I like Tommy Fleetwood to be the first person in that round robin. Uh, he's done well on this course before. Also, pretty experienced golfer. Big Tommy Fleetwood guy. Okay. Uh, group eight, we got Victor Hovland, Chris Kirk, Siwoom Kim, and Matt Kuchar. Cooch. Give me fucking Kuchar. I like that guy. Interesting. Uh, Victor uh, Hovland should be the more interesting pick. That one probably should do it. Uh, I think Kuchar's had like a top a top 10 win, but he's made it pretty far. This is the only tournament that doesn't have like top 10s. It's like a tournament bracket, right? Correct. So, like, I think he made it to, like, the semifinals one time Kuchar has. So he's done well in this, our previous time. So I do like Kuchar in that as, like, a dog if he is a dog. Okay. Any other matchups on there? Uh, group 9, Colin McEnora, Jason Day, Adam Stevenson, uh, Victor Perez. I like Jason Day. Um, I'm not sure if that's a favorite or not, but I think he should do better in that. Uh 
Colin has been pretty disappointing all year long. Yeah. Colin has seemed a little bit off ever since uh, the whole olive plant debacle. Yeah. <laughs> if you want an underdog in that one, take Victor Perez. He He's due, I think. Uh, he got fourth like two, three years ago. I'm blanking out on that one. He, yeah. Once again, another okay. guy that was like Kucher, where he'd been made it to the semifinals or whatever. Uh, group four, Patrick Cantley, Brian Harmon, K.H. Lee, Nick Taylor. I like Nick Taylor a lot. I'd also be like Pat Cantley, of course, the name there. Okay. Uh, group 13, Sam Burns, Seamus Powers, Adam Scott, Adam Hadwin. Give me Burns. That one's pretty easy. Uh, he got in sixth place last year. He was actually pretty – I think he kind of like blew it the, at the end of the round. Or He got sixth place last week at the Vals Pro – uh, fucking whatever the hell it's called. Group five: okay. Max Homa, Hideki Matsuyama, Kevin Kisner, Justin Su. This will probably be one of the more popular groups to watch. Take Homa. Homa's been doing pretty well. This nice. and this, this is the one that's in Austin, Austin, correct? Yeah, down the street from us. Ooh, how much are tickets? Do you know? Uh day pass about 130, 140 bucks. Ooh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I was like, if I'm paying that much, I'm playing the course. <laughs> right. I mean, our, our board post had options to get tickets, and he kept forgetting about it. The Dell match play. That guy, man. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, so the next round and the final round, where was I at? I lost it. Lost my paper. Here we go. Group 12, Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, Taylor Montgomery, Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, Taylor Montgomery. I feel like he's uh looking pretty good. Okay, wonder what his odds are. Should be decent, but I mean, if there's a winner in this, I think Homa wins. I think he's this whole fucking tournament or tour. He is going to like he has been very close, but not close enough. I think this is a really perfect matchup because. I, I like the way it is. It's kind of like skins, right? I mean, it's not based on stroke. It's per hole, he'll be the one that can take much more riskier shots and actually complete it. So I really do like Homa to do that uh, as my just full-time winner, just as like a long shot. I think he's 22 to 1 right now. Okay. Uh, Cool. Any other golf picks? Oh, shit. We got multiple groups left. Cameron Young. Oh, here. Let me go down the list. John okay. Rom, Billy Horschel, Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler. That's in group two. Uh, John Rom, just pick him. Be safe. Uh, if you want a long shot, take Keith Mitchell. Uh, group 15, Cameron Young, Seb Straka, Corey Connors, Davis Thompson. Cameron Young, been pretty hot lately. I think he uh, I think he won last year. Let me look at that up real quick. But Cameron Young should come out of this group pretty fine. I do like Corey Connors as well. Uh, Group seven, Will Zaltoris, Ryan Fox, Harry Harris English, Andrew Putnam. Give me Willie Z. I no particular reason, just a fan. Okay. Uh, group ten, Tony Fino, Kirk Kitayama, Adrian Renko, Christian Boot. I don't know how to pronounce it. Tony Fino should be the obvious answer there. Group three, we got Rory coming up to play. Oh shit, maybe we should fucking go. We got Rory, Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, Scott Stallings. Got to take Rory there. Uh, 
Tyrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, Ben Griffin. Uh, I'm taking Ben Griffin. Interesting. Okay. I just like the odds on that. What are the odds on that? Uh, groups. I see him as like plus 400 to get out of this group. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll what do you have? Uh, I don't have uh, out of the group odds, uh, unfortunately, in mind. Okay. All right. Uh, Jesus Christ. Group six, Xander Shoffley, Tom Hogue, Aaron Wise, Cam Davis. Uh, I'm on Shoffley, Xander guy, but I think if there's a smart bet, just with the odds and kind of like things there, Tom Hoge. Group okay. 11, Matt Fitzpatrick, Scythe Thigala. I think that's the Indian guy in the fucking yes. show. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kim. Uh, the other guys I can't pronounce their name, Min Woo Lee and JJ Spawn. Takes a heath. Okay. And that's kind of like my first round thing. We can go more in depth on this later. Quarterfinals. I mean, at the end of the day, I do see it's Max Home at the finals. I don't know who's going up against him. Um, okay. Um, trying to look to see if I have anything else here on my end. Kind of an off week for soccer, football. Pretty much everything I got. I might take a um, sprinkle on uh, Pelicans tonight. Got the Spurs at home. Spurs need to lose. That sounds Spurs. That sounds we're, good. we're in the we're in the tanking season, so we should be looking at. Did you like, see them uh, come back down thirty against the Hawks this Sunday? Never been more <laughs> pissed in my life. Did you see the Hawks uh, have been within one game of five hundred for like twenty eight straight games? <laughs> it's just like they've been like plus one, minus one, plus one, even minus one, like for twenty eight straight games. Uh, but the Hawks have the Pistons at home tonight. It is obviously in the Pistons' best interest to lose. Uh, sure. There's no, there's no money line on that. There's no money line on that. So you have to take, you got to get creative. Uh, maybe a possible uh, teaser uh, for NBA tonight. Uh, maybe we Wizards. do like a, a parlay of all teams that need a tank. Well, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Is like uh, do a Hawks Pelicans Wizards. Um, teaser tonight. Uh, if you did that, let's see. And yay, Wizards plus seven, Hawks minus seven, Pelicans minus six. Uh, I think that's minus 120. That sounds about right. Where's the minus 140? Oh, it's like minus 130. Sorry, that sounds worse. Matt was off. Yeah. Uh, minus one thirty, little teaser on that. But uh, yeah, there should be no way the Pistons or Spurs won the game, and then you know the Magic go up and down. They lose the games they should, and then they win some like random games. Always, I don't know what the deal with the Magic is. But weirdly, we're like fourteen or fifteen games better than like the Spurs record wise, but we're like fifth right now in the uh tanking rankings so yeah i'm actually on tankathon right now uh yes you are 
exactly 10 games better than or nine and a, nine and a half games better than us. Yeah, with, but I mean, there's no way we can catch up to the top two uh, percentage chances, but I think it's us and maybe the Hornets or somebody. Yeah, Hornets okay. are right in between, which they're, I think, six games back from you or ahead of you yeah. and losing. Yeah, um, hey, so. speaking of which, uh, I like the I like the Kings plus five at home. Not a big fan of the Celtics. I think they're not that good. Kind of. Yeah, they've been very rocky. Teams. They, yeah, they started out the year pretty like, decent, and the uh, Celtics have not been. I've been holding up their end of the bargain, and the Kings have been super hot lately. My boy De'Aaron Fox balling out. Well, hey, Joe. I mean, if you want to call out tomorrow, we can go to the Dell match play on Wednesday. It's like nine. Let's talk about. We'll have to talk about that uh, out there. I'd actually won't have the ability to call off tomorrow, but I would, yeah, like to uh, go check out that course sometime. So. Yeah, I got nothing uh, for hockey now. Uh, I like the Kings today. Plus five, I think that's a good line. Uh, other than that. I got nothing. Okay. Well, we'll see. We might be able to do this again uh, maybe Friday, looking into the Elite Eight. Um, do a little special uh, March Madness pod. Uh, and then also looking into the uh, back half of the Dell match play. Uh, yeah, that would be easier to kind of predict and make bets and stuff like that. Just... Because that's when it's actually like really easy. Like you can live bet it as you go. Like who's going to win between each matchup? And I'll work mm-hmm. on that. We'll, we'll we'll go through it. It's probably one of the more fun. I think it's one of my favorite uh, tournaments to watch on our things to watch on TV. Golf matches. That's not a major. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. You can obviously follow, like us, subscribe us, tell your friends about us, uh, hit us up with some feedback, uh, all the good stuff. Uh, and we will uh, talk to you guys later this week. Yep. God bless. Everybody have good luck on your bets. See ya.